Greetings from London. This is Mariam Sharif, and you're listening to the Star Moguls podcast. Today, I'm joined by makeup mogul, um, all the way from California, Jen Gerard. Welcome, Jen. Oh, hi, Mary. I'm so nice to be with you. Hi, welcome, and, and thank you for joining us. It's, so it's 10 p.m. here, and um, 2 p.m. in California? It is. <laughs> yeah, it's the latest podcast that I've done. So glad you could join us. We have a, a time difference, but I really wanted you on the show, so welcome. Yes, thank you for working with me on that and for staying up late. You know, I was just looking back at the Instagram and I was looking at when we had met. I met Jen um, at the mall, actually the um, Mall of Emirates. So I heard about the masterclass and very intrigued because it was around Women's Day. It was about around International Women's Day. So March 9th, 2018. Oh my God, that's gone so quick. Yes, that's exactly right, because my my dog is born on March 8th. Oh, wonderful. I remember that I was in Dubai for his birthday, and I had to FaceTime him. <laughs> oh, how sweet. Yeah, so, I mean, um, so we met there whilst you were doing your, your class, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. So, yeah, how, how was that experience for you? So you were there for the, for the launch? Yes, I, I loved it. I, I mean, I'm a people person. I love people. So... It was just amazing to, um, you know, to meet people and especially like so far, you know, so far around the world, it's so funny how you can go anywhere in the world and makeup just makes you like besties. Yeah. So I, I loved every second of it and just getting to meet people and hear about their experiences. And I loved it. So, um, Jen, what made you um, launch uh, Gerard Cosmetics in Dubai in Mall of Emirates? Well, that was one of the places in the world that I really wanted my brand to go. Uh, I feel like, I feel like our packaging and, uh, you know, just all the gold and everything just, <laughs> just screams Dubai to me. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I saw that was one of the places that I was, it was on my, uh, my top three of places that we wanted to put the brand and we were very blessed to be, um, contacted by people representing Wuju, which is, uh, now faces, and uh, and they were very excited to work with us. So I love that. Yeah, I mean, and, and Dubai has become like a hub of, if it's not the makeup plan, it's definitely like where people do come and launch, you know, from Charlotte Tilbury, um, our British makeup artist, and the, you know, uh, celebrity make, makeup um, brands such as Rihanna, you know, all have done launches in Dubai. So it is definitely a hotspot. Women love makeup in Dubai. So how did you find women in comparison? Because, you know, my whole podcast is about, you know, changing people's perceptions and having somebody from the West that came over to the UAE. How, what was the kind of the, the biggest myth or taboo that you thought? And what was the, the best thing that you, that you realized by being there? I think the biggest myth was that people are incredibly more conservative than they are here. I mean, I live in California. So yes, you know, ladies wear shorts like 365 days a year <laughs> and uh, sandals and things like that. But uh, I found that like our experiences and the way we think is very much the same. Yes. I, I really, I, I was surprised by that because, you know, you're, you're, I've, I've never been to the Middle East before. So it was really my first time. So I was a little nervous because I didn't know I'm such a California girl and I yeah. just didn't know if I would fit in, but, um, the people were so kind 
to me and so helpful all the way around. I really, I really enjoyed it. I loved it. How was the makeup difference? How would you find, I mean, the, the, the Arab women and the culture in the UAE, we love makeup. So how, how was that? Uh, was that a great experience for you? Did you learn something from the Arab style of makeup? Um, I, I think I really did. I, I'll say that the, the women that I met in Dubai did insanely good makeup. Like, <laughs> I'll cut above what we would see I mean, in California, like living in California, you don't wear makeup most of the time. Yeah. You know, the weather is nice and stuff like that. But, but, uh, the way that, uh, ladies came to the store, so done up to the nines with the just really perfectly crisp, beautiful makeup. I, I was impressed. Very impressed. Yeah. Amazing. And you know, I do love your, um, obviously the two favorite products that I love about Jen's and um, Gerard Cosmetics is obviously the setting spray, the Slay set, um, setting sprays. That's amazing. The cucumber is, is my favorite. For me, the, the hydration matte lipstick. Oh, love that as well. Yeah, those are some of my favorites. So it just so happens cucumber is my favorite fragrance as well. Yeah, it's just so refreshing, you know, and especially in that Dubai heat or anywhere where there's heat, you know, you just want to cool down. It's just, it's amazing. If there's anything else, they say that the last recession that came, we're talking about England now, um, mm-hmm. they would skip their meals and they'll go short and everything, but um, they would not stop buying their lipstick. Do you know that? Well, you know, they say that, that cosmetics are supposed to be recession proof, um, you know, because people spend less money, let's say going on vacation and that kind of thing. And I know how happy I get when I get a box of makeup in the mail and, yes. <laughs> or when I go to the store and buy some. So I think it's just a, a less expensive way of, you know, setting those endorphins free in your body. <laughs> I, absolutely. I remember visiting my cousin who had an operation and um, bed rest for two weeks. And so I'm, I'm visiting her and she's got this bright red lipstick on and I'm like, whoa, that's like a bare face but just just red lipstick and I'm like what what's going on here and she goes it just makes me feel so alive I had to put some makeup on but my red lipstick I can't live with that and I was like wow that's amazing so absolutely it's, it's a happiness it's happiness isn't it I think so at least it is for me yeah absolutely and I think everyone every, every woman would vouch for it how does one go from political science to makeup you know, I, well, I wanted to be a lawyer. That's why I was studying political science. Right. Okay. That must, that must mean I like to argue. I'm not sure. but <laughs> <laughs> It's always a good trait to have. It's, it's a good skill. Yes. So um, when I was younger, that's really the only thing I wanted to be was an attorney. And uh, I was going to college for political science and I got hired on a dare to work in a car dealership as a salesperson. Oh, wow. And yeah, so my friend dared me. He bet me $100 so that I couldn't get the job. And uh, I'm not that much of a betting person, but I was 19 years old. So, <laughs> yeah, the challenge, just, was, the challenge was the thrill, right? It's not the. It's, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I managed to get the job. And then when they told me they were going to hire me, I was like, oh gosh, well, I don't really want this job. And I tried to talk <laughs> out of it. And they were like, oh no, you be here Monday. So, um, so I went to work in the car business and I started doing really well at that. And it just kind of made me lose interest in school. Right. Okay. So I, just so I just didn't keep going with it. And, you know, after having a long career in the car business, you know, I stumbled onto uh, my teeth whitening business which, right. Okay. Um, so how, how does how do you go from cars to whitening teeth whitening? 
You know, it was a suggestion of a friend. We started a mobile teeth whitening service together. And um, oh, nice. Yeah, he quit after five minutes and went back to the car business, but I, I kind of enjoyed it. So, um, so I kept doing it and, and, uh, eventually developed the product line and, you know, took the business online and then later added makeup. So it was just kind of a, it, Oh, right. So you started with um, the teeth whitening was kind of the main business or the, the main first product then. Initially. Yes. And uh, creating makeup with just... Did you have any knowledge with whitening, teeth whitening? Because you've got a great smile. You've got a beautiful smile, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so do you. Um, I learned that... I learned on the, on the job. Um, you know, when you're... I was whitening teeth in parks, in parking lots. Um, I would go to people's homes, their offices. And I had so many customers that... Uh, I, mean, I was probably doing like eight or ten people a day. I think that's probably teeth whitening is probably one of the first aesthetics that people, you know, really kind of, and especially, um, you know, we, we obviously have British teeth here. We have, we, 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 now we're catching up with, uh, with the Americans. <laughs> um, but usually, you know, if somebody has bad teeth, it's like, yeah, they've got British teeth, but you know, with the Americans, <laughs> I think their smile and it's very, very much a Hollywood smile. Right. So it was all about aesthetics. So I think teeth whitening was definitely, yeah, definitely one of the first trends that came for, you know, the whole, this whole makeover that we have now. Yes. Well, I think, um, you know, probably everything starts in Hollywood, right? The cosmetic cosmetic dentistry yes. and stuff. My experience when I've been to the UK is that people's teeth are just perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you're right, because I don't think people go over the top with veneers and, uh, you know, whitening and that kind of stuff like maybe they, like maybe they do here. Oh, we, we are catching up. We're catching up on a, a, a drastic level. So we, we, we want everything done now. So, yeah, I think we just want to – I think it's just the whole world. We look, we're looking much more – aesthetic for social media is also and just looking good for ourselves I think before you'd say 40s or 50s and everybody's like oh my god that's so old but now I think if you say uh, you know 40s now like the new 30s right so I think it's even that that's changed in itself yes well people people tell me that 50 is the new 30 so yes. I'll go with that yeah <laughs> Absolutely. So tell me about your, um, so your range then. So you've moved from, so you decided that, what was that point in time that you thought, no, I'm going to add another product on my, on my online business and I'm going to do, I'm going to do lipsticks. What made you think that? Was that just a natural transition or did somebody suggest that or just? Well, we had started, we had started with a, we had a, a brow kit that we had created that I just thought was cool and different. And we sold it through Whitening Lightning along with the teeth whitening. It sold really well. We had the um, light up lip glosses that, that sold really well through Whitening Lightning. And it was actually one of the, one of the um, YouTube girls that we worked with at the time that made the suggestion that, you know what, you guys' makeup stuff is really good, but I'm not sure if people take it seriously because it's from a whitening brand. And have you ever thought about putting it under its own brand? Right. right. And that made a lot of sense to me. So, um, that's that's what we did. <laughs> wow, fantastic! And so, how many products do you have in your um, in your whole cosmetic line now? I mean, there's about 150, give or take. Wow! And, and since you started in 2010, was it? Yeah, 2010. 2010. That's pretty amazing, right? Do we get um, Gerard Cosmetics here? Because I haven't bought anything from from London itself, only just online. Is there a, are you based here anywhere? 
We are not. Um, we're sold on Beauty Bay over there. Yes. The yeah, absolutely. That's where I saw you. Yeah. But yeah, not we are physically. talking to a couple of retailers, so we'll see. We could we we could be in store in the next couple of years. We'll welcome you for that. So yeah, can't wait. Yeah, it's exciting. So tell me, um, what uh, what is your your business kind of your business inspiration? Then, um, when I asked you what's your style inspiration, do you have a style inspiration? Because um, you said you don't have any. So how, how- <laughs> I really don't. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of just my own quirky person. I think I kind of have my my own style. Yeah. Um, I know it sounds terrible, but comfort. I can't. I can't like think properly. My my brain doesn't work properly if if I'm not comfortable. So I really just yes. try to be just try to be comfortable in my own skin and not be thinking about you know, clothes or makeup or hair or whatever, because that's a, that's a distraction to me of the creative process, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I think comfort is absolutely paramount. It's number one, because if you're not comfortable, you're not able to act authentically and be yourself. So in any, in anything that you do, you must be relaxed and comfortable. So, um, I, I, I've, um, seen that you you've been doing some I was just going through Instagram last couple of weeks now obviously I've been following you since um, last year but I I see that you've been you're, you're quite active on YouTube you've got your own channel I did start my own YouTube channel um you know there is not a lot of content for uh, women over a certain age on yes. YouTube uh, with this new um, social media age where everybody um you know um, age 13 can become a makeup artist on and have uh, be uploaded on Instagram and go viral. Um, others are slightly, you know, that's not just the typical, um, the, the role model or woman for makeup. You know, we, there's so many different ages, shapes and forms, um, colors and creeds that we are. So is that, is that the, uh, the reason why you started your YouTube channel? That's a lot of it. I actually, got an email from YouTube that I had a thousand subscribers and I know at a thousand subscribers, you can monetize your channel. And I thought, well, what a great, what, like I could monetize my channel and donate the money to charity. So, um, yeah. So all the proceeds from my channel go to uh, a dog rescue here in my neighborhood and also the domestic violence center, um, here in my town. So, um, I was, I was just excited to, to do that. And, I try to keep my channel about different things. So I do makeup reviews, tutorials, you know, product recommendations, but also, you know, help people with how to grow their Instagram. And um, I intend on doing things about uh, starting a business, being a business owner, just pretty much any and everything. Great. So it's a, it's a variety of things. So you feel like something one week and you, you decide to that there's no kind of agenda to it, but it's just something that would cater for, the the elder woman or somebody not just in their 20s and 30s um yes and yeah and and the fact that you know and a lot do a lot of people approach you regarding like um makeup and uh, makeup advice and and how somebody can become a makeup artist all the time yes (laughs) i think recommendations what's the product recommendations okay great so what what is the best advice that you would give to an up-and-coming uh, makeup artist uh, be authentic 
be authentic. And I think too, a, a lot of, a lot of the artists try to stick with just Instagram. And I think you, you can't build relationships with people in a two dimensional way. You have to be three dimensional, a real person and have a, have a real connection. So I recommend if people are going to be heavy to Instagram, that they do live um, or YouTube or in some other way, let people see their personality, who they are as a person and don't be afraid to be yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I think there was a, was with there's so much noise um, uh, in social media. You really have to get somebody's attention, but um, attention that you are authentic and you are true to yourself and you're not just following a trend, but you're doing something that is actually resonates with you and your values. Yes, I think people are really looking for people, a new set of people to connect with on social media who are, um, who are authentically themselves and to develop real relationships rather than um, just like, you know, fanning over one person or another. It's really more about the two-way interaction now than it is the one way. Yeah, completely different to, um, I mean, because I studied makeup artistry, you know, from the 90s, <laughs> been around a little while, right. been doing it for more than 15, 20 years. But, you know, it started as a hobby and then it became a, a profession. Um, so kind of, you know, we've gone through the, the pre-social um, media uh, world where you really had to, you know, do like, you know, three, four years of, you know, diploma and really studying film and, you know, the, the aesthetics from body painting and, and film and design to, to, you know, coming home with bruises on your face and really like, the, you know, like a, out of a horror movie. So we've done it, right. you know, we studied really hard. And and I do find that sometimes people do want to have shortcuts, but it's really practice and really finding your own groove, right? Wouldn't you say? Yes, I think so. And I think there's still plenty of place for the traditional, the traditional makeup artist. I, I think that the influencer space and the makeup artist space do come together at a certain point, but there is plenty of, um, plenty of room for both. Yeah, exactly. You've just got to make a little space, but there is definitely room for everybody. So um, I actually saw on your website that you have a pro makeup artist um, application. So does that um, help? I'm just helping everybody else who are pro, you know, like um, who are looking to become makeup artists. So how does one apply for that? Is that something that you would help um, other makeup artists? So Yeah, so we have a, we have a pro discount program. And so what you would do is go to the website, send a message and they'll send you back an application. You fill out the application and attach your certification from uh, whether it's the government, the school, or, you know, wherever it was that you, that you got it from and send that back. And, uh, and then you get a 40% discount site wide. And does that help? Does that just apply for the U S or is it worldwide? Worldwide. Oh, brilliant. So it really, I mean, you know, these things really help because um, back in the day when you're building your kit and you want to, you know, you want some, some products and you want to really, you know, build and, and, you know, when you're a student or when you're in beginning makeup and makeup is expensive as well. So you want, it's a great little add on that when that really does help, um, you know, makeup artists. So it's a, that's a great tip, everybody. So if you want to, if you are a makeup artist and you've qualified, then, a great way to build your kit and apply online. So I wanted to talk about more about the business and the business itself. So you started off with how many people and how long has it, how have you grown? So how, 
how have you developed your business? Because I love the fact that you really are more of like a community business and you really help um, within the community. Yeah, that's always been a big, a big part of it for me as I've lived in this, in this area that I live in now for since 1979. So a lot of, yeah. And so I've watched this community grow and this community supported me, you know, when I was working out of the trunk of my car. So uh, that, that part of it is just super important to me. It feels like a privilege to be able to, uh, you know, to give back to my community. So I love that part of it. Um, as far as like my team, I have a very loyal team. I have to say, I mean, everybody who works for me has been with me for four plus years. That's amazing. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's nice. We have a, we have a good vibe. Um, you know, sometimes it's, it's hard cause as a, as companies grow, you know, personalities don't necessarily mesh and, you know, people are, people are bucking to get past each other and that kind of thing in the corporate structure. And, you know, it's just nice not to have that. Yeah, no, it's amazing that, that really, um, um, it, that means that you have really great leadership qualities and the fact that, you know, a good loyal team is that is what you really need for your brand. Yeah, we're a small team and everybody works very hard. It's all hands on deck twenty four seven. Um, but but we wouldn't have it, you know, we wouldn't have it any other way. And uh you know, just everybody has to be accountable for what they need to be accountable for. And and I am very blessed that I have very, 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 very good people. Yeah, and I think you have an amazing loyal um um, community uh, uh, team but also I think you have loyal um, customers also so tell me Jen what um, throughout this whole starting your business and your brand has there been a difficulty that you faced um, and and how did you deal with it you know there, I would say there's been a few because obviously the landscape has changed quite a bit um, on social media since since we started yes, and it used to be about people making videos out of their bedroom for the fun of it. And because they loved makeup and they were able to make a, a living and a great living doing that. But I think, I think once that started to happen, people started to get into it just for money. And, um, you know, brands were putting a lot of resources out into the marketplace, making it harder for smaller brands like myself to, um, you know, to cultivate uh, yes. content and, um, and that kind of thing. And again, I've been really blessed that we just, we do have some very, very loyal, um, people that have worked with us that just love our products and, you know, continue to recommend them to their audiences over the years. And, you know, but it, ha- but that has been a bit, a bit of a struggle. And, um, I, although I feel like, I feel like it is getting, so much better because I think the consumers are getting better information now. Yes. Yeah, I think um, much more information about the products, what's what's contained in them, the ingredients. Yes, and I think too, um, you know, when uh, in some cases, I think in the past, uh, you know, people with YouTube channels, whatever, weren't necessarily disclosing that they were being paid by brands to to promote certain products. Yes. And, and I think that, that there's been more transparency and authenticity there. And I personally, I, I think that that's the, the best thing ever. I, and because for me, like I love to support 
channels that I enjoy. And I know if I use, let's say, somebody's discount code that, that I'm putting a commission in their pocket, I'm happy to, to use that. And so, um, so I think it's just a, it's a paradigm shift, but I think that consumers need good information and, um, they need to, you have to develop a relationship of trust with, you know, people that you're going to follow and take product recommendations from and things like that. I think the reason why people come to me for product recommendations is because number one, they know I have a ton of makeup (laughs) And, and number two, I'm not bought by anybody, you know, I'll say, what I think of this, you know, this product or that product, and I'll give the pros and the cons of every single product, including my own. So, yeah, I, I think that's what people are looking for. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that the, the consumer has become much more sophisticated and much more aware since social media because you, nothing is kind of hidden anymore, you know, whereas before the camera age, you could you could get away with saying a lot of stuff. But I think now everybody is so connected worldwide that one, you know, you have a launch in Dubai and you, you everybody knows about it in California or, or vice versa. So everything is online. We're all live all the time that nothing yeah. can be hidden, but it's a great awareness. Definitely. And it's, it's healthy competition as well. I think. I agree. And it just, social media makes the world so much smaller. Yes, absolutely. And I, I personally love that. And I, I, I love the fact that as a consumer, uh, I can learn anything that I need to learn. Yes, absolutely. Information on our fingertips. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there's no and reason think- not to learn. And actually, if you didn't go to um, you know, an academy or uh, a school for makeup, um, there are great masterclasses and great um, learning modules and you know, um, teachers on and influences that even if you were to go on YouTube, you could learn a lot. I do that constantly. Anytime I need, anytime I need to do anything, <laughs> I go to Google or YouTube and I look it up. And, it, it's yeah. the best because, you know, because there's so many products popping up all the time in the market that you can't actually keep up with everything. So sometimes it is actually nice to just have a little quick browse and see actually what everybody's doing and what's going on because, the, you know, constantly so many product launches, so many different reviews, so many things going on that, it is kind of sometimes it is information overload that you just you need yeah. to kind of like you know step away. But yeah, great information and there's no one say we can't do um, makeup or we can't learn. And if you really want to do something, you can. What's your biggest challenge right now? Our biggest challenge right now is uh, we are looking at some retail partners here in the states and just trying to figure out who's going to be the the best retail partners for us, what's best for, you know, for our customers and that kind of thing. So it's an exciting an exciting, but nerve wracking time. Yeah, exactly. And, and something um, that you probably have to do a lot of research and, and sometimes it's gut feeling, isn't it? I think sometimes women and, you know, as a, as a CEO and, um, you know, a head of a brand and a company, how, how important is it to have that gut feeling? I, I think in some ways it's the most important, uh, you know, you have to, you, you know, I advise a lot of, a lot of business people, fledgling business people. And that's one of my top three things I always tell people is, you know, trust your instincts because you, they will be right a hundred percent of the time. Even if they lead you to a failure, they will lead you to a failure that you needed. 
Yeah, is that something how you would deal with the problem then? Something like something like intuition or, or gut? A lot of the time, yes. Uh, I think that well, when you, it's when you don't have, you know, when it when there yeah. you just have no feeling about something that I think it's the most difficult. When oh yes, you know, when I follow my gut or my conscience, even if it's even if what I'm doing is unconventional or um, you know, some people dislike it, it's. I can feel good about it because I know that I'm doing what's right. Yeah, right for you, right for your company, for your own, for your brand. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, what are, what is the plan for Gerard Cosmetics for the next five years? Where do you want to be seen? Um, I, you know, <laughs> believe it or not, my my dream coming, coming to London, of course, that's one. <laughs> yes, we are definitely talking to a, a large retailer there that uh, that we may make a deal with in in the future. I just want to make sure that whatever we do when we expand, that we do it very thoughtfully, and yes. um, that it's good that it's good for our customers and uh, and good for the brand overall, and good for our partner. So, um, my, my dream retailers, believe it or not, are, um, home shopping network and QVC just because I am one of these people that would stay up all night watching. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love QVC actually. I kind of got addicted. I had an, I had an operation. I'm like one of those people as well, just flicking all the time and just waiting. So yeah, very addictive, but yeah, great, great products on there, you know? Oh, they have, they have such great stuff. And we're about to launch um, Costco online here in the States. And, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with Costco. but it's Yeah, a- yeah, yeah, I am. We have it here in London, in England as well, yeah. I, I, you know what, I love Costco. That was an easy, an easy thing for, for us to say yes to because I have never bought anything from Costco that wasn't great quality. And so... Um, so I know that I would have confidence to buy anything that I see in Costco that would that they're selling that I know it would be great, and so uh, you know I know that people who are who are shopping at Costco would know that they're getting great products from us, even people who aren't familiar with the brand. So that was really a really easy decision. Yeah, that's quite diverse actually to be on such a um, you know something like that, and then to be in Dubai. <laughs> it's quite a contrast, but you know what? Everything you know, you can't put your eggs in all one basket. So it's fantastic. So different countries and completely different arena. It is, and I think here, you know, in a, in a lot of other parts of the world, um, mall shopping is extremely popular. Here in the states, I think well, mall shopping is still is still pretty big, but people love the convenience, the Amazon yes. Prime, you know, where you, where you click send and it shows oh, up. Oh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a um, Amazon Prime lover as well. I can't live without it. And you're right. You're absolutely right, Jen, that much more of the trend has become online just because I call it laziness or convenience. <laughs> One or the other. I mean, even here in this, like here in the States, Target has drive up service and you can place your order online. I place my orders a lot of times at two or three o'clock in the morning and in the, the next day after my Pilates class or whatever, I'll go drive by. You pull up into one of these four parking spaces and they come running out with your order. It's fantastic. Wow, that's amazing and so dangerous <laughs> for me. <laughs> it's convenient. So for me, I actually spend less because if I go inside the store, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, obviously, you know, when you see everything, you want to try it on and, you know, you could be yeah, time wise as well, right? It takes a long time and then you're there when you buy one or the other and 
in a way online you, you buy i don't know they they both have advantages and disadvantages being a stylist also i like to feel the fabric of of the you know the item i like to see and touch and then really kind of feel the textures of it all um so but yeah once you know what you're doing you can buy online fantastically yes and and especially when you're buying from companies that you know have good return policies where they make it easy and uh you know once you know that the quality of things that you're getting I think it's pretty, there's a few companies that I buy clothing from. I think clothing is probably the hardest thing to buy online. Yeah, um, because sometimes, the, the, you know, like shoe sizes, they don't fit all, you know, different, um, it's it's different like lipstick, I, Some, but sometimes even foundations and things like that, unless you know your, your color and you've, you've tried and tested it, sometimes it can be a little bit different. But if you kind of know your your colors, then you're pretty pretty okay to buy everything um but lipsticks are great to buy fantastic and especially um yeah yeah things that you're not actually having to try on definitely yeah yeah i'm one of these people that when it comes to foundation it's funny because all the all the new lines of foundation that have 40 50 60 shades i have a really hard time getting on <laughs> yeah yes exactly how many i think um 40 40 shades are the the the, the, the biggest range at the moment isn't it everybody's doing the i think uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's quite a quite a lot of brands with forty to fifty, even yeah. even more than fifty shades. It's funny because the brands that have eight shades, I can usually get a perfect match from. The <laughs> ones that have so many that I have trouble with. <laughs> You're right, exactly. There's there's too much variety, and then your brain doesn't know what to do, and then you either don't you either buy a couple or you don't buy anything at all. And usually it's the latter, really. You just you're so confused. You think, oh, I'll just leave it because there's just too much choice. Yes, it is. And I know I, I have bought a few foundations and they, they ended up being very yellow or very orange, Yeah, um, you know, or too light or too dark or, or whatever. But it's so funny that the ones that have eight shades, I can always get a perfect match. <laughs> I don't know what that's about, but. And usually, and, 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 you know, all makeup artists know that there's not always one color. We always blend and we always mix and we can always lighten and, and darken through, you know, conton- contouring or blushing or whatever. But the fact is that you usually mix everything anyway. So it's not like you have one shade. So you normally you would go for a, a couple of shades when you're really looking at contouring and looking at highlighting and especially for TV and film. Yes. Yeah. And I think a lot of the newer foundations that the, um, the trend is really that the thicker ones. And for somebody in my age category, the, the thicker foundations are not really the best thing because they, they settle into your lines and things like that. So. Yeah. Absolutely. What did, what do you think is the biggest style tip that you could um, give uh, the ladies listening? What is your biggest style tip? Less is more. Yes, definitely. Less is more. I think with a lot of these, uh, you know, people following influencers and things like that, it's everything doesn't need to be a statement. Yes. So if you if you have a if you have a statement that's a belt, for instance, you don't need a statement that's a bracelet and a handbag and a lip color and shoes and everything else. Yeah. <laughs> being over the top. Yeah, absolutely. You you should exactly. And I think that also comes back to knowing knowing yourself and knowing your style and, and who you are. Because if you don't know who you are, you, you don't really know what you're doing in the world. So you've got to know who you are and what you're showing off. Because which which way is the eye looking? Are we looking at your belt or are we looking at your shoes? Are we looking at your <laughs> lipstick? It's just too messy, right? So yeah, absolutely. Yes. yes, and I think it's like I said, the whole uh, 
the the whole like designer style where you have to have competing designers from head to toe that I don't know to me I, I that's just not my that's just not my personal style I'm just not about that so I really I really just uh so yeah weather does influence actually makeup a lot doesn't it because obviously the the climate you know um, so I just spent three months in Pakistan and it was absolutely excruciating. We, we were we were hitting, um, you know, like our 50s. Like it was so it was so hot. I don't know what the extreme temperature in California is, but we it was just like really, really hot, unbearably hot. And so obviously makeup changes when in climate, you know. Yes. Is there a good tip that you can give us and people who are in hot climates that um, how to stay, um, how to have their makeup stay longer? Definitely a lot of setting spray at, at different stages of the application. I like to, I put some under, um, yeah. under my foundation. I put some over my foundation. And then again, once the look is completed. Yeah, that, that should really concrete it in. Yes. <laughs> it really, you know, a good setting spray really uh, melts the, the uh, makeup, like makes it a part of your skin. Yeah, and that's what you really need it to be. You don't want it to be like a completely different item, um, entity to your body. Correct. <laughs> I think everything should blend in. I think that the whole essence for me definitely is well about style, that your makeup, styling, accessories, everything should be, you know, alignment with your style and your personality, definitely. Yes, I feel like in today's day and age, maybe it's just because I'm older and that's what we, you know, old people look at young people and say, oh, I don't know. <laughs> but I, I feel like I feel like elegance and understatement has gone by the wayside. And, and I just feel like um, it, like it shouldn't. I, 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 you know, you think back to the Audrey Hepburns and uh you know, people, people like that. So I, icons in the past, Sophia Lorenz and yes. yeah. And there's just so, so, um, so few people like that in, you know, in the public eye today. Yeah, absolutely. Some of them really just has this strong signature style and that's why I'm, I'm, I love Instagram and everybody's like, Oh, we can do everything ourselves. Well, no, you can't because sometimes, you know, people that uh, have a certain style only looks good on certain people, face shapes colors you know and all sorts and and um it is really finding your own sense of style i i totally agree i mean i think like probably in in my lifetime the the person i can think of the most that i would you know that i would want to emulate would be somebody like like uh, lady diana oh so that's a good inspiration <laughs> we got there in the end <laughs> Just because she was just always, just always so elegant and yes. you know and so classy, and I I just think it's never a mistake to uh, you know to err on the side of being elegant or classy. <laughs> yeah, because you know those traits are going to be you know uh, long lasting. You know, uh, I always say that obviously style is forever. You know, fashion is a fade. You know, it comes in and out. Once you know your style, then you can play with fashion. So yeah, absolutely, Lady Diana it was just. Um, like uh, iconic British elegance, you know? Yes, for absolute sure. Absolutely. So how would you like to leave the world then? What would you like to be remembered for? What's, the, what's one thing that, you know, we, we would remember you by? You know, I think, I think sometimes kindness is underrated. Yes. And I, I, I think that would be the thing that, that, yeah, 
you know, if I could write my own eulogy, if I was somebody I wanted people to say, it would be, you know what? She was kind. Mm, lovely. And I think it is, it's underrated and um, underused. I, I agree. And especially, you know, being somebody who uh, spends a lot of time on social media, I think that uh, people tend to see a divide between themselves and people that they see on social media. And there really isn't that much of a divide. We're all just regular people yeah some regular people that like to be on camera and off camera it's just being camera shy I think that's the only thing and once you get over that fear um, I think that you can accomplish anything I totally agree because I have to say that's something that does not come naturally for me I am oh really you're fantastic at it though Jen amazing I don't like being in the front i I like to be kind of in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to be in the middle of the pack. I like okay. to be in the front. But um, you know, but but owning a brand, it's had it's been something that I have had to get used to. But at the end of the day, I'm still so, such a regular person that it, you know. I, I hope that that translates for people because it's okay to be a regular person. That's amazing because you know some people who are fighting that confidence of being on camera or getting their message out there. That's a really you know, and from from a brand owner and just being someone who's really real and talking, you know, really from the heart. It's amazing um, to know that you know it's not you know everybody can have that um, that fear initially. You know. Yeah, I think. Well, I think that that people who enjoy the spotlight are probably not people who should be in the spotlight <laughs> all the time, uh, because I think sometimes it, that's the wrong example. And you know, like I don't ever want. I don't. I. I really don't want anyone to ever feel like they are less than someone else. And I mean, I can tell you firsthand experience because I deal with a lot of influencers and celebrities and things and your follower count and your bank account do not dictate the kind of human being you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. It has no correlation whatsoever. But I think in our society, we do place a higher value on people with higher follower counts and, and that kind of thing. And I, and I, I feel like it, it creates a not su- not such a great environment all the time, you know, because it the 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 person with the followers sometimes gets used to hearing all the time how perfect and wonderful they are, and then they they start to act differently. And you know, I mean, you have to really know who you are. So, what advice would you give to some like budding makeup artist who wants to start a brand, and or for women listening out there who are you know wanting to give some confidence? What is the last piece of advice that you would like to kind of share with them? Um, women who are going to business or wanting to start something in makeup? I think that um, confidence is key. You, you absolutely have to be confident in yourself. Like we talked about earlier, you have to um, listen to your instincts. You have to value yourself. But at the same time, I think it's very important to remain humble and, you know, just treat everybody the same. That yes. would be my my piece of it. My piece of advice: you will you will never go wrong treating every single person the same. That's fantastic. So stay humble and just know what you're here to do. Yeah, for sure. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much, Jen, for taking some time out and speaking to me. Um, you know, since last year, since we met, and I was like, okay, um, I really, you know, 
found the, the the brand fascinating and just because it was just really heartfelt you know so and that comes that translates from your personality completely oh i appreciate that thank you so much so thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and i look forward to seeing you in london wonderful can't wait to come back my favorite city <laughs> <laughs> i look forward to it thank you so much and lots of love thank you dear have a great day <laughs>